Now let the words of our mouths and the meditations and our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our scripture reading for today comes from the Common English Bible, and our reading for today comes from Ezekiel chapter 18, verses 21 through 32. But if the wicked turn away from all the sins that they have committed, keep all my regulations, and act justly and responsibly, they will surely live and not die. None of the sins that they committed will be held against them, but they will live because they do the right things. Do I take pleasure in the death of the wicked, says the Lord God? Certainly not. If they change their ways, they will live. If those who do the right thing turn from righteousness and engage in the same detestable practices that the wicked committed, can they do these things and live? None of their righteous deeds will be remembered. They will die because of their treacheries and sins. But you say, my Lord's way doesn't measure up. Listen, house of Israel. It is my way that doesn't measure up. Isn't it your ways that don't measure up? When those who do the right thing turn from their responsible ways and act maliciously, they will die because of it. For their malicious acts, they will die. And when the wicked turn from their wicked deeds and act justly and responsibly, they will preserve their lives. When they become alarmed and turn away from all their sins, they will surely live. They won't die. Yet the house of Israel says, my Lord's way doesn't measure up. Is it my ways that don't measure up? Isn't it your ways that don't measure up, house of Israel? Therefore, I will judge each of you according to your ways, house of Israel. This is what the Lord God says. Turn, turn away from all your sins. Don't let them be sinful obstacles for you. Abandon all of your repeated sins. Make yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. Why should you die, house of Israel? I most certainly don't want anyone to die. This is what the Lord God says. Change your ways and live. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We continue this week with the word and song. And this week's music comes from Pink Floyd. The song is On the Turning Away, and it is a song that I've thought about using before but was never quite sure how to frame it. The song itself speaks to me on many different levels in relating to scripture. The music for today is itself a song with a very biblical message at its heart, especially when we get the opening lines. On the turning away from the pale and downtrodden, and the words they say, which we won't understand. Don't accept that what's happening is just a case of other suffering, or you'll find that you're joining in the turning away. And it's this idea that we cannot turn from others, that we cannot turn from the suffering that we see in the world. We can't just look away. I was reminded of both Jeremiah and Ezekiel, but I think Ezekiel's words are really the ones that came closest. If the wicked turn away from all the sins that they have committed, keep all my regulations and act justly and responsibly, they will surely live and not die. And we get sort of the mirror of that as Ezekiel goes on, that if 
people turn away from God and turn away from doing the right thing, if they turn from righteousness, then things will not go well for them. But the wicked who turn from sin will be saved, and those who turn from God cast their lives away. God expects us to do well. God expects us to be able to walk away from our sins. God expects us to be able to care for each other. The last line in our reading today, I most certainly don't want anyone to die. This is what the Lord God says, change your ways and live. And that's important. It really is. Because that's the gospel message in a nutshell, right there. Change your ways and live. I mean, we could argue that it's more complicated than that, but honestly, we often make it more complicated so that we have something to argue about. But if we were to break it down to a simple phrase, that one would be fitting. Change your ways and live. Because that's what Christ offers us. His salvation. A path so that we can change. And that we can live. That we can live eternally in him. That God calls us to step away from doing the wrong thing. God asks us to stop turning away from him. And that we come together that we may do God's will, that we may help one another. And that's a really big thing that we have to be able to look at and to understand. Though internal holiness is important, and I wouldn't want to downplay that aspect, when we don't connect it with caring for the least and the last from doing what is right for others, it's hard to say that we are following Christ. What do I mean? When we aren't doing the things that Christ said were the most important things we could do, the things that we need to do, how are we actually following Christ? How is it we can claim to love God and love our neighbor as ourselves if we want to turn away from other people's suffering, from other people's problems? that we should consider our own. And that's one of the things that Ezekiel sees. People want to make all sorts of excuses. They all want to say that God is asking too much. But the truth is that it's simply up to us to be able to turn away from doing wrong and to turn to doing good. And that God is there to help us. God enables us to be able to turn away from the things that hurt us all. Christ is there to give us the support we need to be able to live that life. The Holy Spirit is there to guide us into that being. But it is tempting. It's very tempting to join in the turning away because it's often easier to turn away from our problems than to turn to God so that he can help. It's even harder when we want to turn away from what we consider to be other people's problems. Because once we look away, it's easy for things to be out of sight and out of mind. 
but it's not out of sight for God. And neither are our actions to ignore the things around us. This week, I got a very interesting look at simply doing what is right because it is right. And I was guided there through the eyes of a child. As you might know, I took my kids up to Chicago for a little vacation this week. And we did a lot of walking as part of it. And something happened that made me think about the message I had planned for this week. And that would be Simon. Simon noticed anyone who was asking for help as we walked along the streets. Simon instinctively wanted to help them. To paraphrase his explanation, he wanted to help them get money so they'd be able to get a place to live and be happy. Now, somebody did try to warn us that some of the people might be trying to scam us. My reply was that how I responded, how Simon responded, that was on us. What they did with the kindness given to them was on them. It was on me simply to be kind. I couldn't think of a rational explanation that I could give to Simon about why we shouldn't help someone who was asking for help. I especially couldn't give a theological reason. Could they be lying? Sure. People lie about things all the time. I'm not proud of it, but I know I've lied about things in my life, and I'm sure you have too. However, I stopped to think about this like Simon. If someone was asking for help, then help should be given. Because why would they ask if they didn't need something? And that is the Christian response. It doesn't get much simpler. If someone asks for help, give it, if you are able. Simon didn't want to be the one who turned away from those in need. And I know I, for one, am blessed to have been reminded of that simple truth through him. One of the things that we can fail to recognize about ourselves is that our inaction is sometimes just as important as our actions. What I mean by that is that sometimes it's the things that we choose not to do that end up speaking louder than anything else that we've done. When we choose not to give to those in need, we're turning away. When we choose not to share, when things are going well for us, we are turning away. When we decide that what's ours is ours and we don't need to give, we join the turning away. We might worry about what people will do with our help. But how far do we take that? We want to not help someone get a home because they might someday do something wrong there. Do we not help someone because we think they won't use the money the way we would? That maybe they won't buy the food that we think they should buy?
What are we saying to those around us when we simply ignore those in need and we walk by? How do people see our inaction? I don't think they see Christ in it. That last part of Ezekiel reminded me of the last part of On the Turning Away by Pink Floyd. No more turning away from the weak and the weary. No more turning away from the coldness inside. Just a world that we all must share. It's not enough to just stand and stare. Is it only a dream that there'll be? No more turning away. Abandon all your repeated sins. Make yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. Why should you die, house of Israel? Now someone might ask how I make the connection between the songs in this series in the Bible, which is a good question. But my response is that it is just that my faith is everywhere. I see God in everything. When I hear music, I don't hear music as either Christian or not Christian. I just hear music. I hear it all through a lens of faith. I connect everything around me to being a disciple of Jesus Christ because it is part of who I am at the core. I don't have pockets of things that I do as a Christian and things that I do outside of that. As a follower of Christ, everything I do and see is framed by that relationship. I may not do everything well, I may not always be the best Christian I can be, but I try not to ignore it. But I don't think there's any part of me that I live disconnected from my relationship to God. Wherever it's coming from, I am open to God's influence in my life, in what I see, in what I hear, in, in what I feel. I heard the words of the music for today, and I heard a reminder of what Christ has called us all to do and to be. Even if it is just the way that I hear the music selection for today, I'm okay with that because it connected me to Christ. And it gave me a way to connect you to the way that I came to today's message. And that message is important no matter how we come to it. It reminds me that God is always actively helping us all the time to keep us from turning away so that we always turn back to him. And so I call on all of you to recognize that God is ever-present everywhere in your life, always there to help you. Even when you want to simply look away, when you want to stop trying, God is there to help. And so let us turn from sin by refusing to turn away from those in need, that we join together to do God's will so that all may share in the grace and the love and the abundance that we have in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.